In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <coughs> On this fourth and final Sunday of Advent, our Lord gives us a Mass, and He gives us a college prayer, as in all the Masses. Remember what that college prayer does. It illuminates us as to why this Mass is given, why it's offered, and it collects our hearts together in a truth that is expressed in this very Mass. So on the fourth Sunday of Advent, the last Sunday of Advent, let's hear what our focus is to be. That prayer was this. O Lord, raise up, we pray thee, thy power, and come among us, and with great might succor us, that whereas through our sins and wickedness we are sore let and hindered in running the race set before us, Thy bountiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us. Listen to these words one more time. Raise up thy power and come among us and with great might succor us. It's that word succor with all of those others. It's the word sucker we want to place the focus of our heart today because our Lord wants to show us something of His incredible ministry, the very reason for which He came that we will celebrate in just a few short days because He came to sucker us. And that word sucker is not a word that's used very much in our everyday language that we talk with one another. We very rarely would use the word sucker, if ever. In fact, if I played word association with you, you'd probably think it's that thing you get at the bank teller when you make a deposit and drive through. You get the sucker. And I know this because every time I go through the teller and the bank, the way you get the sucker is you make sure you have a cute little girl or boy in the back seat. <laughs> And they hand you the sucker, and I do that not because I wanted Elizabeth or any of my children to have a sucker. It was entirely for me. Thus ends the confession of your priests. <laughs> but that word sucker is so beautiful in the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ that it expresses to us and in this day. In short, the word sucker means this. To come to the help of someone. To come alongside someone and aid someone who is in need. Not only to come alongside and aid someone who is in need, but to bring them through and to see them through that very need. And today we're asking God to raise up thy power and come among us for this ministry. To come and come to our aid to help us in time of need. To see us through every time of need that we have. Because Lord you have come to us. And you walk alongside us to bring us through it. And there are so many different ways that our Lord suckers his people. And I want to go through four different scripture passages very briefly this morning. But I want to go through four of them to show you the different ways that Christ has truly come and ministers this ministry of coming alongside us to succor us and see us through every struggle. And I think as we go through these scriptures, you will testify in your mind to how God has done some of these things for you. The first one is from Psalm 59, a psalm of David. David is crying out for deliverance from his physical enemies that are trying to kill him right then and there. And here's what comes out of it. 
Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from bloodthirsty men. I will wait for you, O you my strength, for God is my defense. My God of mercy shall come to succor me. David knows this God. And he knows those who pursue his very life. And he calls upon the faithfulness that he knows of God to come alongside him and deliver him from the hand of his enemies. And there's so many scriptures in the Old Testament. So many scriptures that show God in times of physical duress. When his people are being attacked or when God calls upon them to take a particular city. That God comes alongside them and suckers them. Remember what that means. He comes alongside and delivers the enemy to them. Rather than the other way around. And this brings us to the second scripture along a very similar line. Because it has to do with your spiritual warfare and my spiritual warfare that we face every day. God comes to succor us. To come to our aid in our spiritual warfare. Listen to the writing of St. Paul from Hebrews in chapter 2. Because he describes the incarnation and how it is that God so well comes alongside of us in times of temptation. St. Paul writes, Inasmuch then as the children have flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same. That through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. And release those through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to this bondage. For indeed he does not give succor to angels, but he does give succor to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all these things, he had to be made like you, his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself suffered being tempted, he is able to succor those who are being tempted. <coughs> St. John Chrysostom goes further and he writes about what St. Paul just said. He teaches us this, that Jesus went through the very experience of that which we have suffered. Now he is not ignorant of our sufferings, not only because as God he knows them, but also because as man he knows them through the trial that he suffered. Since he suffered many things, he knows how to sympathize with our suffering. He knows what tribulation is. He knows what our temptation is. Not less than we who are tempted. For he himself also has endured temptation. St. Theodoret of Cyrus. He said it this way. He presented his saving death as an, as an offering. The body he assumed he offered for the whole of creation. And he included something else as well for our consolation. Having learned by experience the weakness of human nature in living under the law and by grace, he extends assistance to those who are under attack. My friends, our failure in times of temptation is the time at which we have the first temptation, we bolt directly into the actions of sin. We fail to bring God who will come alongside us and succor us into the second 
into the moment of temptation. What do I mean by that? We have got to learn, as St. Paul also taught us, to take our thoughts captive. That when temptation comes, it wants to seek to have us do something that will divide us from the experience of union with God. The moment we have that temptation, we recognize it's not from God. And what do we do? How do we bring God into the moment? You simply do so. You begin to cross yourself. You say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. You go to your icons in prayer. You bring God into the moment and you cry out for mercy. You cry out for deliverance. And what will he do? He will suffer. He will step into the moment and he will come alongside you and he will give you grace to endure your own flesh and the attack of the enemy until it subsides. Because what is he doing as he comes to our aid in times of temptation? He is the path out. He is showing us that he himself is the way out of temptation and to remain in the blessed peace and joy of holiness in our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't sin. I should say it this way. We sin because we fail to bring God in the moment and give him an opportunity to do battle for us and with us that we might enjoy his blessed victory. Comes to succor us with great power. We pray. The church gives us prayers that express the truth. He comes in great might and power to succor us. How about a different one? A different way that God comes to succor us. From Psalm number 79. He comes to succor us when we're steeped in our sin and in need of mercy. Listen to the words of the psalmist. Oh, do not remember former iniquities against us. Let your tender mercies come speedily to succor us. For we have been brought very low. Help us, O God, our salvation for the glory of your name. And deliver us and forgive us our sins in your name's sake. My friends, the succor of God, the powerful mercy, the inexhaustible mercy of God comes to us in power when we cry out for it. When we are the most steeped in our sins. When we are the most exhibiting to everyone our frailties and our dysfunctions. When we have even rejected Him for a time to go our own way. The moment we call upon Him for mercy, He steps right into the scene. And He bathes us. What do I mean by that? He forgives our sins. He gives us the equal and opposite of what we deserve in order to come to our aid. And he heals and mends and washes clean a broken and heavy conscience. Come, Lord, in your power and succor us with your inexhaustible mercy. And I give you one more scripture. I read this at the Lessons and Carols of the School. It's where our Lord Jesus Christ in the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 4 voices the words that Isaiah spoke about him. When he says this is why he came with great power. And you'll hear it. Listen to the succor of God in what he says about himself and why he came. Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the Gospel to the poor. He has set, sent me to heal the broken 
departed. And stop there for just a moment. That's another area that he comes in might and power to come alongside is we're in the most depth of our, our most hideous suffering. When we're, we are in the most incredible pain that we go through in our lives, whether in our own lives or on behalf of others, when we are suffering in such a manner, we cry out to God no less different than we call on Him in times of temptation. In times of suffering, He has come to heal and mend the brokenhearted, which means He comes alongside every one of us when we're suffering. He is fully present. And our struggle is turning our attention to Him and opening the door to the ministry of His supper to us. That we bring Him into the moments of our suffering. We keep pleading and banging at the door until He relieves or gives us the power and the strength and the zeal to continue walking through it. But He never abandons us. And He never leaves us. And he never forsakes us because He's come to heal the broken heart. And He's come to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. My friends, why does the church set our gaze right now onto the sucker of God in Christ in our lives? Because we're just two days away from Him coming in power, where He would take our flesh, and as St. Paul said, would begin the earthly experience of every struggle, of every suffering, be it be it mental, temptation, physical, suffering of soul, he would experience it all as he would take his flesh upon us. Let God come into the moments of your battles. Let him come into the moments of your deep sin where you need mercy. Let him come into your moments of the greatest of sorrow and he will come to your side. He will come to your aid and he will deliver you through it. Let it be our prayer every day, not just now. Lord, raise up, we pray thee, thy power, and come among us and with great might suffer us. That whereas through our sins and wickedness we are sore let and hindered in running the ways race set before us, thy bountiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.